This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. Just a few days away from Thanksgiving and uh, we'll have some fun Thanksgiving content coming your way in a little bit. I am sure many of you will remember this. Perhaps some of you won't. But in the waning days of the de Blasio administration, they created a position known as Nightlife Mayor. And it was basically to be a champion of New York City nightlife, to help bars and restaurants cut through regulation and bureaucracy and kind of promote going out at night and being a one-size-fits-all position for advocating for New York nightlife. Great thing. And I don't understand why it couldn't have been folded into what somebody's existing job was, but okay, they had to create a new job for it. This job has been vacant for the better part of the last two and a half years since Mayor Adams took over. Has anyone noticed that there's been no nightlife mayor? I go to a lot of bars, not as many as I used to, but I go to a fair amount of bars, a fair amount of restaurants, and not once has any bar owner, any restaurant owner, any bartender, any waiter said, you know, things would be a lot better for us if there was just a nightlife mayor that we could turn to. Well, thankfully now there is. Veteran Bronx restaurateur Jeffrey Gar. Garcia, friend of the mayor's, was appointed Friday as the new nightlife mayor for a salary at about $140,000 a year. Okay, fine. We have to have a nightlife mayor for $140,000 a year. So be it. What I don't understand is that there's a hiring freeze in place across all city government agencies due to budgetary concerns. What was the mayor saying last week? We have a hiring freeze for cops? We have a hiring freeze across the board? We're asking every agency to trim their budget by 5%, but somehow we managed to find the money to hire a nightlife mayor at six figures? Come on, this is ridiculous. Why in the world would the nightlife mayor not be subjected to the hiring freeze. I love nightlife. I recognize the importance of nightlife. But if you're asking me what's more important, hiring more cops or a nightlife mayor, the answer to me is fairly obvious. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morning. Everyone, this is the other side of midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. Do you ever look at the propositions on the back of the ballot, whether they're state propositions or city propositions? Sometimes they can be difficult to understand, especially if you haven't studied them in advance. It's often not simply a case where you can read what it says and know what the implications of your yes or no vote actually means. So, what does that lead to? Sometimes this leads.
leads to people voting yes when they would vote no if they actually understood what the proposition meant. Or sometimes it means skipping these propositions and not voting on them at all because you don't understand what they mean. That's why I'm very, very pleased at a new law that Governor Hochul signed this week. From now on, ballot proposals and pivotal changes to New York's constitution that are put before the voters will now need to be written in plain language, easy for voters to understand. This new requirement signed by Governor Hochul comes as voters will consider an amendment that would enshrine abortion rights in the state constitution as well as other protections. It also comes two years after voters considered and voted down a change to the redistricting process that even political veterans found difficult to understand. I study redistricting and I study ballot propositions. I read that question on redistricting two years Years ago, I had no idea what it meant. Now, I'm sure there's a political element to this. Albany is a one-party town with the Democrats dominating the state legislature and the governor's mansion. I'm sure they view this as, well, wait a minute, if we have a plain language question on the ballot that deals with abortion and people can actually understand what it is, that might encourage a lot more people to come out and vote. I'm sure that's true. That being said, this is a very positive move. I am so tired of questions being put on the ballot that you need a law degree to understand what they actually mean. So good for you, Kathy Hochul, for going forward with this plain language, common sense piece of legislation. This is long overdue. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Well, the Daily News has some more information on the story of City Hall staffer Rana Abasova. Remember, she uh, is one of the people that had her home raided by the FBI. And the New York Daily News is reporting that the improper behavior a top city official recently informed the FBI of centers on claims that City Hall staffer Rana Abasova tipped colleagues to delete their text messages hours after the fed raided her New Jersey home. That's a source close to the investigation into Mayor Adams told the Daily News. For starters, obviously that would be pretty significant. You can't intentionally withhold evidence or destroy evidence or destroy records, which that's what text messages between city hall officials are. They are government records. This source, who spoke only under condition of anonymity due to the sensitive nature of the probe, said Abasova's request that colleagues delete their communication is what Mayor Adams' attorney Boyd Johnson referred to two weeks ago when he said, quote, that an individual had recently acted improperly and that the behavior was immediately and proactively reported to investigators. The source described Abasova's alleged conversations as part of the reason behind the FBI seizing Mayor Adams' mobile phone on a Manhattan street. I guess they wanted to see if he was one of the people that had deleted his text messages. I do have to say, I think it's outrageous and completely improper, certainly unprofessional for the FBI to be leaking about an ongoing investigation like this to the media. 
And unfortunately for the FBI, this is par for the course. They do this in every high-profile investigation I've ever seen. How about you just investigate? How about instead of trying to taint the jury before any of this goes to trial, how about before painting Miss Abasova or Mayor Adams or any of these other people as a bad guy in people's brains so that they're forced to take a plea, you just investigate. And then when you have somebody that you're ready to charge, make an arrest. There's no need for this constant string of leaks to the press about politicians behaving badly. And this woman, Ms. Abasova, has been placed on leave if this is true, which I suspect that it is. I guess now we know why. Again, I'm not trying to carry Eric Adams' water here, but there's fairness and there's fairness. And to have them trying to put their thumb on the scale, leaking to the press in the midst of an ongoing investigation, it's not fair, it's not right and it should not be tolerated beam me up to be continued hi it's ernie anastas you know your thoughts can affect how you feel and how you feel can impact your thoughts addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness bergen newbridge medical center is the largest hospital in new jersey providing comprehensive equitable compassionate and high quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment the bergen newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. State Senator Kevin Parker of Brooklyn has been accused of raping a woman in 2004, early in his tenure as a state legislator, according to a new lawsuit filed against him last week. The lawsuit was filed in Brooklyn Supreme Court on Friday by Olga Jean-Baptiste, who says Parker raped her at her apartment after discussing relief efforts for Haiti following devastating flooding in the Caribbean nation in 2004. I'll spare you the details about what uh, she alleges, but they are extremely disturbing. Unlike a lot of people that have been accused of rape years and years before, in this case, this is almost 20 years before, I would not be shocked if this allegation was true. And if you look at State Senator Kevin Parker's record over the last 19 years, it's instance after instance of being violent, of having a horrible temper, and of sometimes committing criminal conduct. I mean, he was actually convicted of misdemeanor charges of criminal mischief with chasing and attacking a New York Post photographer. That's far from the only instance, though. You could just Google him. A whole world opens up, and since he's been in office, basically he's behaved time and again incredibly thug-like. I do want to say, though, there is absolutely no way that any court or any judge in Brooklyn or anywhere else is going to know whether or not what she claims happened. What she is saying happened in 2004 is impossible to prove or disprove at this juncture. There's a reason that we have a statute of limitations. Evidence degrades. People's memories change. There are all sorts of reasons why the only crime without a statute of limitations is murder. So she is bringing this suit under the state's Adult Survivors Act, which I believe Parker voted for, but he regrets that now, which lifted the statute of limitations for one year to allow adult victims of sexual abuse to sue their abusers in civil court for actions committed at any point in the past. And this one-year window 
is expiring this week. So state courts are seeing a flood of new suits to beat this deadline. I think this illustrates why it was a mistake to pass this law. Now, again, I think this guy's a creep, and if he raped this woman, I have no sympathy for him. He should pay through the nose if that's what happens. But statutes of limitations are designed to preserve the integrity of evidence. And there's no way we're going to be able to know if this happened or not. So I continue to think it was a mistake for the New York State Legislature to go forward with this Adult Survivors Act. I'm happy people are getting justice through it, but I'm not sure it's a just law, if that makes sense. Beam me up! To be continued. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.